0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 153. This is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. One of those people is joining us this week, a special guest. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hello. Please uh, introduce yourself. Tell, us, tell, the, tell the listeners what you do.
1: Hi, I'm uh, Andrew Chernetsky. I'm one half of Only by Midnight, and uh, we're wrapping up production on our debut game, uh, Curve Space.
0: So Andrew will be joining us this week to go over the usual rigmarole of the show, and then we'll be putting up a special interview with him and potentially his par- partner on the studio later in the week. Um, but of course, as you know, CanadianGameDev's.com is supported by our, by our amazing patrons over on patreon.com slash You can back us early for a special Discord channel, all exclusive to our patrons, uh, two-day early access to the show, occasional um, game key giveaways, occasional event discounts for different Canadian gaming events around the country. And the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on. Joining me this week, of course, my other co host, Steve. Hello, Steve. Yo, what up? You're still alive. You made it another week. <laughs> God forbid. Another God forbid. Point Wait, what's that in weeks around the sun? Point.
2: Uh it'd be uh, one over fifty two.
0: Yeah, point no, that never mind. I was trying to do some fun math there, but it didn't work. I'm not uh, very good at math. You can just say point
2: zero one nine if you want.
0: Is that accurate?
2: Well, just one divided by 52
0: is 0.019. You made another 0.019. We'll round up to 0.02 percentage away around the sun this year.
2: I'm
0: done. Excellent. How's everyone doing? (laughs) We were talking about the weather a little bit because that's... What do I sound like, Steve? Tell me. You
2: sound tired after that little bit of math.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Math takes it out of me. Uh, I was elected to lead, not to read. Um, That was a Simpsons movie reference. We were talking about the, the weather a bit before. We had all of us... We're 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 spanning the country today. Steve's in Toronto, I'm in Halifax, Andrew's Edmonton Edmonton, correct? Oh my goodness. We're in three different time zones here. It's a miracle we even got on to record together. (laughs) (laughs) And all still in
1: Canada. That's impressive.
0: That is. Big country. Big big country. Let's start with some events. Uh I got a couple I want to plug. First off, the Breakfast Game Audio Club is having a meetup this Wednesday, August fifth at nine AM Eastern Time. If you don't know uh, at the first Wednesday of every month, the Breakfast Game Audio Club meets, usually in person, but COVID happened and now it's over Discord. So if you can join on the Discord wherever that time is for you, you should definitely hop on. They talk about game audio challenges they're tackling in games, some cool game audio related things they found the past week. It's a great time. Grab a cup of joe, join them on Discord. And yeah, that's totally free for everyone. Links up on their site, and the hashtag is the Breakfast Game Audio Club uh dmg is having their august speaker social tuesday august 4th at 6 p.m lots of great speakers this week they also have that on twitch so you should check that out they're also doing a haunted discord rpg oh. i don't know if you guys have played many tabletop games but over discord they host a occasional rpg nights and this month's is haunted Ooh. Yeah, that's on Saturday, August twenty second. All of these events free, of course, to attend. Except for these two, uh, again happening this <laughs> fall, Game Dev Atlantic, uh, from eight a.m. to eight p.m. Eastern time. Uh, lots of great speakers. Lots of interesting Atlantic game developments in the past year. We've had Zenimax bought uh, Alpha Dog Games out here, and we'll be making Bethesda properties with them. That's pretty exciting. And we have different indie studios popping up all the time. It's really hard to keep up with that. So if you're interested in hearing talks from some of the talent out here, the Atlantic game dev scene, September 18th, 8 to 8, and then the next weekend, Game Devs of Color Expo. We've been plugging all of that. And all of these are, of course, up on the site, Devs.com slash events. Uh... Andrew, are there any events you want to plug?
1: I'm trying to think. Uh, there's the Indie Game Dev Business Expo in uh, San Francisco here, uh, which is kind of interesting on the business side, but nothing uh, kind of right here this week. How about you, Steve? No, I was just—I'm just going on uh, Gamma Space to see if there's something going on there. Is
2: uh, are you are you going to be going to the Game of Dev Atlantic thing? Like, is Meat Games going to show anything? I don't think we have
0: any speakers, but we usually take the uh, day and uh, all our our studio attends whatever whatever talks we're interested in. Yeah, sure. It will be also digitally this year, so no in-person meeting. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah last year, the big. The big news was the Bethesda thing, and uh, off it, what's that studio? They did Project Winter. Oh, Other Ocean was also had a big presence there, showing off stuff. Oh yeah, Project Winter. I wonder. I'm to It's I still doing well. They're getting getting a lot of traction on Steam. They have a great stream community too, um, which is pretty key nowadays. And they they just put a new update over the summer. Paid DLC for the game that mm-hmm. I think did quite well.
2: There's still a roadmap on the site too.
0: Yeah, it's still in early access, I believe.
2: Oh, it's it, did we know this it's it's, it's ports to port to Nintendo Switch.
0: That is oh, a, cool. the like very last leg of the, the roadmap, correct? Uh yeah, that's what it looks like. In the future. It's not in the next. That's don't for sure. don't envy trying to get that game with multiplayer running on Switch.
2: Well, actually, the, the to be fair, in under next is port to Xbox and port to PlayStation, so
0: the Switch is always last. It's just always the one I'm imagining. All the programmers are like, shit, please don't make me try and get this working. Yeah, I'll the Switch work.
1: switch is a nightmare. Uh, we uh, uh, When we got that, it was like, yay, we got Switch. This is amazing. We're so excited. And then programmer hat Andrew was kind of like, yeah, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Not a problem. That's nice and optimized. And
0: uh, no, that
1: was... My my proudest programming accomplishment is getting uh, Curse Base playable on Switch. I tell you. <laughs>
0: Ooh, that's a, that's exciting. Is that a scoop? Have you guys announced that yet?
1: We we have. Um, yeah, that was that was actually about October last year, and uh, that was one of those. This is now a real project, right? The the idea we pitched it to Nintendo, and it's like, okay, now now we got to do this thing properly, and then three months of panic, and uh, somewhere on February, it actually plays pretty damn good.
0: Should we? I have follow up questions for that, but I'm going to save that we, for the for the interview. People should check out.
2: Yeah, we're going to do an uh, interview, interview, but I feel like we should do. I mean, could you, do you want to do like an elevator pitch of cur- Curve Space and just like kind of just describe it a little bit, and just in case it comes up in the podcast like later on or something?
1: Sure. So Curve Space is our kind of arcade retro shooter on weird, uh, distorted uh, environments. Um, I think the the specific wording is something like, yeah, Curve Space is a intense a- arcade shooter about battling cosmic energy spiders across warped, physics-defying battlefields. And uh, really, it just takes some of the fun of something like, say, Geometry Wars or a lot of kind of classic twin-stick shooters and puts it onto a weird, distorted surface. And uh, we've got some fun graphics, fun procedural AI. Uh, it, it's a great experience. Check it out on Steam. There's a demo. Free demo. So, yeah. Yeah, we've got a uh, demo on Steam as well as Xbox Live currently. Uh, same demo, so check us out there. And uh, we're tracking to launch this fall on uh, uh, Xbox, hopefully PlayStation, and a Nintendo Switch.
2: Excellent. Nice. And by the way, if you want some more math, go to the Curve Space Wikipedia page, and you'll see some good,
0: <laughs> sh-
1: some good shit, I tell you what.
0: That was the first thing that popped up when I searched, too, because it's like a, a, a physics thing, correct? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> curvedspacegame.com uh, Thankfully we're the only curved space on Steam But uh, that, w- that was definitely an inspiration Like Everyone talks about space being bent and distorted and folded And all these games are just like grids Maybe 2D, maybe 3D I, I figured I needed more math in my life, so here we are curved.
0: I've never figured that, so I'm glad you did <laughs> Alright, I want to plug two jobs quick Uh, Of course, if you're interested in seeing what jobs are available, that's com slash jobs. But this week, two Ontario studios. First up, Pixel Knots is looking for a 3D animator and community manager. Uh, These can be remote, uh, but they also would have you at their St. Catharines studio. The option is available. The rigor animator for the 3D characters is a two to three month contract. They prefer you understand 3D Max and Unity. Uh, And the community manager would be a six to seven month contract. Ideally experience running early access and a Kickstarter. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Ooh. So, if either of those are interesting to you, hit up canadiengainovas.com slash jobs, or you can contact Alex at pixelknots.ca directly. And Canuck Play, of course, the powerhouse studio behind Doug Footy's Maximum Football, are looking for a Unity game developer and QA tester. These are on-site locations at their Peterborough office. You may have familiarity with C Unity, And uh, yeah, ideally familiar with the Doug Flutie Maximum Football games, because that's what you'll be working on. So looking for a part-time QA tester, a full-time Unity game developer, and senior Unity game developer. Does that sound enticing at all to you, Andrew? Or are you, are you pretty set on uh, bringing out Curve Space this year?
1: <laughs> I'm pretty set on Curve Space, uh, kind of all in on that one. And uh, even then, Curve Space is a departure from the day job making VR crane simulators in Unity. So it's a uh, if this whole energy spider thing doesn't work out, I'd probably be back there. But uh, it does sound like <laughs> a pretty neat opportunity.
0: Excellent. Thank you for uh, humoring me. And you can check out those jobs at home, slash jobs. Now we're on to what Steve and I dub the prime rib of the show. You know those pictures, Andrew, of like a cow and there's dotted lines outlining (laughs) all the different parts of the cow? I do indeed. We are at the prime rib section. This is the news. And I have several stories I want to plug for everyone this week and uh, get your raw prime rib reactions to. First up, (laughs) Night Squad Squad 2 has been announced for PC and Xbox One. I don't know if either of you are familiar with Night Squad 1, huge indie cult hit. Eight-player, single-screen madness, this game. It has a second one coming out, PC and Xbox One, this holiday 2020, from Quebec City-based indie game studio, Chain Awesome Games. Good studio name. Uh, Announced via their studio's official Twitter, uh, Night Squad 2 is a sequel to the studio's 2015 classic Chaotic Arena Friendship Destroyer. Good pitch. (laughs) That that is a great name
1: right there. Dig it. (laughs) Uh,
0: Which released on Steam, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, all a couple years apart uh, The sequel will feature 13 different game modes 100 different arenas Local and online Cross-platform 1-8 to eight player multiplayer And loads of character customization options I threw some gifs on the, uh, the page here If you guys are looking at it I don't know if you're familiar with Night Squad 1 But this, to my eye, is a much prettier Much more exciting sequel To a great multiplayer co-op experience And competitive uh what do you guys think looking at this page here
1: this
2: looks like a lot of fun this is cool i never i never played the the first one i don't know andrew have you did you ever dabble in this like i i to be honest i didn't even like um
1: know of these guys or anything like that this is actually this, yeah, this, pretty dope. this is uh news to me uh like my immediate gut reaction is like medieval bro force and this is amazing uh, eight yes, people, it's got like,
0: some Bomberman vibes too.
1: Yeah, medieval Bro Force meets Bomberman. I'm I'm sold right there. That looks great.
2: No uh, no PlayStation love though for this one or the or the C- or for number two or one.
0: I have a sneaking suspicion, Steve, that announcing only for Xbox means that there will be some some Game Pass shenanigans happening with this game. Mm. Cause they all they said were PC and Xbox One, which makes me think. It'll it'll probably be like a Game Pass day one deal. <clears throat> That's fair. Got to get that Game Pass money.
1: We're we're trying in <laughs> a post launch, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'd be interested to ask more about that when we get to the interview too, because the whole streaming and uh, subscription model is very ambiguous. We we rarely get a peek behind how those deals go down.
1: Uh, uh, basically, the answer I, I know very little as well, and I inquired, and it came sort of back as. Uh, well, unless it's a timed exclusive, uh, it'll probably be something after launch, and uh, let's talk. And so I said, I'd love to talk, and I'm still waiting.
0: Okay. <laughs> the talk has been very one-sided so far.
1: It it, it has. Um, yeah.
0: Next bit of news this week, in probably the freakiest, scariest trailer I've seen in a long time, uh, during Joff Keely's summer of Game Fest, he announced with Maja Moldenhauer from Studio MDHR that Cuphead... Finally out on PlayStation 4. It's been a long meme between the the console fan bases Cuphead come to switch and then ultimately PS4 this trailer I don't know if you guys saw it. I embedded it here in the article. They did a stop-motion uh, Trailer partner with a different studio to do that It's it's freaky as hell like King Dice has some some freaky eyebrows and facial animations here as he's kind of like ripping Cuphead apart and then stuffing him back together it's weird, but I like it because it's very different than all their other trailers, which have been more modeled after that like Fleischer animation trailer with the curtains pulling apart. Uh, take take a little gander yeah, at this, is, this, this, this video here. This is the here. art
2: style of the game at all? <laughs> no, not at all.
0: Which makes it, you know, kind of kind of a cool little experience. I think.
1: Yeah i I wouldn't have expected that direction. Uh, I love the art. I love everything that they've done. Uh, I suck at the game, but I love <laughs> that it exists, and uh, I've watched quite a few playthroughs because I suck at it so much, but it is, yeah, what a mastery of of animation and art style and all these things. I'm actually kind of surprised it wasn't on uh, PS4, but, like, yeah, good for them to get it out there.
0: Originally out 2017 on Xbox One and Windows, uh, then it came to Mac 28, 20, no, came to Mac a month later, and then Switch in 2019. Uh, and finally, on PS Four, the the thing I think was holding it back was they had partnered with Xbox for the launch of the game, and I think Xbox helped them with development because it launched console exclusive on
2: uh, the Xbox
0: One and Series X.
2: Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember doing another story where someone asked Studio ndhr like if Cuphead would ever come to PS Four, and they, I feel like the it came out as Cuphead One wouldn't, but like any future Cuphead mm. could um because of that like yeah because basically microsoft like helped fund this game or 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 what have you
1: Mm -hmm. um it's interesting that they got it on switch like both technically like that's a lot of memory in those animations as well as uh uh that they're able to get it on switch with such a business arrangement but it's nice to see it from like the consumer side it's great game i'd love to see it on all the big three consoles i think you can get xbox achievements on the switch version too can't you
0: only that only works in Minecraft because of how oh. they they set that up. Yeah, it is its own game on um Switch, but what, the way they had their deal with Minecraft was you actually sign into your Microsoft account, so you can actually pop Xbox Minecraft achievements on your Switch. It's weird, like it shows up at the bottom, like it would if you were playing on an Xbox.
2: That's so weird because that was the play f- play one for all or version or whatever, right? How mm-hmm. how they just had crossplay for everything except for Sony at first.
0: PlayStation doesn't seem eager to open up its ecosystem in the way that nintendo and xbox have
2: i think you can now can't you because fortnite you can and i know that was yeah they've
0: been doing it a couple games at a time
2: yeah
0: true and allegedly apex in the fall but i'll believe it when i see it we'll see we'll see oh also andrew i don't know if you know anything about this but i'm pretty sure will will apex legends on switch be the first game developed in source engine to come to the switch oh that's a fun bit of trivia it, I'm not sure. I, I I've been looking for other like maybe indie games developed in Source, but it's just not like a hugely popular engine. Yeah, I for especially indie development.
1: I'm not definitely not for for indie. I haven't heard much. Uh, uh, that it sounds logical. Like mm-hmm. you talk to everyone, and it's uh, Unity and Real. Occasionally, Godot, maybe Game Maker. Um, mm-hmm. I think the the only time I've seen Source used is uh, Black Mesa and. Uh, Dear Esther, like, I think. Yeah, Dear Esther was Source. That's right.
0: Yeah. I think, but I don't know if either of those have come to Switch. So the 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 question hangs out for any listeners. If you know a single game developed in Source that came to Switch, I'd be very curious to know. But anyway, next bit of news, uh, Terrararium. I have to think really carefully every time I say this game name because might you you want to default to Terrarium, like you know what you'd put a turtle in, but it's a horror garden adventure game Terrorarium. 3D puzzle platformer about wanton destruction and adorable gore across a galaxy of community designed murder gardens. Of course, as we reported (laughs) earlier this year, they had a contest to design a best community level that they would feature in the game. Um, And they picked that, put it in the game, and it's finally out. Now on Steam. 25 Canadian. Um, Ooh, I haven't checked how they're doing review-wise since it came out. Uh, Two user reviews uh both very positive definitely recommended um oh there's a bunch more but at the top it only said two that's weird apparently there's 22 reviews at the bottom but at the top it only lists two steam's a mystery i don't know if anyone's ever figured out steam
1: yeah steam oh early access reviews are different then.
0: than mm, okay so two reviews since it launched yeah several early access reviews
1: oh really they split it up like that uh, apparently that's sort of my hot take looking at the steam page uh i'm still trying to figure these things out now it uh looks pretty damn good though oh user content that uh that scares me
0: <laughs> yeah user generated uh, content has so much potential but also potential for the reverse of the intended effect I, I wonder what This makes a bunch of dick levels which <laughs> happened in mario maker yeah. at launch
1: yeah, like like I wonder what the time to penis is for this, and it's uh, there you go. Oh, it
0: gotta be like within an hour, within like the first kid under 12 to download this game immediately.
2: Under yeah. 12, that's your, your
0: you know being... what? The first, the first kid, the first person, <laughs> first
1: person. <laughs> Why stop it, um, kid? Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> I'd hope it was a kid. Uh, the game Steam page has gifts in the description. If you don't know, Andrew, we're running. Running thing we look for in Steam pages is gifts. So I'm, I'm very happy to see some gifts showing off what you do. Um, we figured yeah, out how to get them in out. there. It was annoying. Yeah, you got it. You, everyone can tell your game way better from a GIF than the description.
1: Yep. Uh, on which note I'd love feedback on our steam page this is kind of new territory for us. I've been making games for a long time. I can tell you all the weird stuff about unity, but this uh <laughs> public marketing thing is ah, it's weird, so still figuring it out would love feedback uh, yeah I love Steve the, and I have
0: looked at a lot of <laughs> steam pages.
2: I love the gif that you put up of like where to wish list and where to like follow the game
1: that's. I, I chuckled at that
0: when
1: I saw that. <laughs> I, I stole that from a friend. Well, I asked him if I could, but uh, uh, that that was just like, yeah, yeah. Call to action. Visualize it. Let's do it.
0: Next bit of news this week, I want to highlight Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP is free for the entire week oh, yeah. on the Epic Games Store. There is no excuse. If you have access to a browser and an internet, you can add this to your Epic account and have it for the rest of Epic's existence, which I'm assuming will be for a while. Oh, it
2: would be a long time.
0: um i have yet to play this game and we had uh, a quebec based gearbox developer sebastian scaney on the show last summer he told us this was his favorite indie game ever made potentially favorite game ever made
1: how different is this from the mobile version
0: i think it's the same one um don't quote me on that but on the wikipedia page for this game it Details the different release dates for the game, like they do for games like Cuphead or something, where it comes to a bunch of platforms. And I think it is the same version.
1: Okay, gotcha. It's yeah, on, uh, it's on Switch as well.
0: It's on everything. Yeah. yeah.
1: I got but it on my. It's not
0: free on everything.
1: Old iPhone when I had an iPhone, um, I remember this. Like, oh, brilliant game, brilliant, brilliant art style. Like it has so many amazing pieces. But it it did get a little postmodern for me. Um, mm. There's something about the, it's like, ah, you can't complete until the actual phases of the moon align. And it's like, that strikes me as a little pretentious. But uh, that said, it was a cool experience. And uh, it's neat to see it uh, still here. This is awesome.
0: Have you seen the trailer for their new project, Jet the Far Shore? It was announced during the PlayStation 5 reveal stream. Ooh, I've linked it at the bottom of this... Uh, this article here so i think this is a perfect opportunity because they've said holiday 2020 for their next game if you want to go back to the og released in 2011 super brothers they haven't released a game since this i'm sure they they disappeared with all that that early indie game moolah apparently they went to just a random cabin in the woods in quebec and i think they've kind (laughs) of just been messing around experimenting with stuff and their next game jet the far shore coming out in a couple months
1: That sounds like game dev heaven. Um, How weird is that?
0: (laughs) Don't you want just that? That that just a few money? Just go do whatever you want.
1: Like it doesn't even have to be that much. Just a me, the core team. (laughs) Let's go get a cabin. Yeah, cabin in the backwoods of Quebec. I'd take it. Uh, Let's do this. That sounds amazing. This looks awesome, by Uh, the way. Jet the Far Shore. I'm uh, I'm intrigued.
0: It's so different because Super Brothers is a 2D very i wouldn't say basic art style like a very limited restrained art style and then jet the far shore is like these big sweeping vistas and they're going to outer space showing galaxies and stuff and it looks to be sort of like a 3d or at the very least like limbo or inside style like side scroller more inside where it's like 3d assets you know power of the ps5 the power of the (laughs) ps5 steve you could run this on probably a ps3 let's be honest yeah probably (laughs) All right, next bit of news. I want to highlight for everyone. Oh, and I'll just say, that's till August 6th. You have to add that to your account. Definitely do it. I just
2: did it. Do you play the sound?
0: You want me to play the sound? I'll play the sound. Yeah, we have
2: a free download sound.
0: I like to, I like to play sound effect whenever someone does something like that while we're recording. All right, two more bits of news to plug. This one hit me out of nowhere. Was not anticipating this at all. Toronto-based Comey Games announced that 90s icons Toe Jam & Earl are coming yeah. to their fighting game. Mighty Fight Federation with Yuka and Lele coming at a later date. This reveal trailer is great. They like come up on the elevator and bust out. I think they just had a game last year. Someone, someone's bringing them back, and there's a sequel to that one, Toe Jam and Earl. That is. I think there was Steve, like a you were just talking about this recently.
2: Yeah, I think there was like a Kickstarter game from back in the day, but Toe Jam and Earl was like a, I knew it as a Sega Genesis like platformer, action game thingy from back like back then, and then. I don't remember. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia because like, I don't remember ever playing another Toe Jam and Earl other than like Sega Genesis like ever again.
0: Because um, I know Adult Swim got the license somehow, and so they've been Adult Swim Games has been working on bringing it back.
2: Yeah, and I think I actually played. Yeah, I think I played. There was two. There was To There was just Toe Jam and Earl. That was released in One, I'm just looking at it, and then I remember playing and renting Toe Jam and Earl Panic on Funkotron. That was the one that I remember like playing because the name is just like the greatest name ever, especially if you're like a ten-year-old Steve Crane.
0: <coughs> okay, which one's to- is Toe Jam the one with three legs?
2: Uh, I think Toe Jam is the red like tongue thingy, and Earl is the big orange dude. <laughs> on,
0: <how> about- <laughs> to be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> how about you, Andrew? Do you have any affinity for Toe Jam and Earl?
1: I just learned it exists. It uh, looks neat, <laughs> but uh, I, I missed this in my childhood, so there we go. Yeah, I always rented these games. I didn't really have the affinity for Toe Jam & Earl
2: like I did for like Streets of Rage and like other kind of classic Genesis games. So Oh, Toe Jam & Earl Mich- Mission to Earth.
1: Oh, that was an Xbox game. Wow. You You have me nostalgic to- for game rentals at Blockbuster. Like, that's a weird thing, but there we go. I've, oh,
0: you guys have Blockbuster. I had a Cherry Hill video in my town. I don't know if that was a chain or not, but that's where I would go to rent like, Game Boy games. And I don't think PS I ever had, I had
2: there was I had a real Hollywood, and real was like R-E-E-L, real Hollywood video. Oh my video. gosh. And that was, I think that was a local one, and they had NES games. So I, if I wanted to rent an NES game, even if it was like in 1993, I could still do that. Um... And then Blockbuster is where I went to for, like, Sega Genesis and Nintendo 64. And then by the time, like, by the time PS2 was around, I was working. I was a Taco Bell employee, so I was just buying whatever I wanted.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was me when I got my first job in high school. I was like, what is this unlimited teenager money I could just go to EV games with? You
2: don't have to pay rent. You don't have to buy, like, there's nothing. You don't have to buy anything. You can just buy whatever. Simpler times. I just bought DVDs and video games. That's literally all I bought. (laughs)
0: Do you, even DVDs were a little bit out by the time I was getting into TV and stuff.
2: Uh, see, like I remember, because like I was in high school, like from 2000 to 2005, and that's like that was like prime DVD time. That's when Family Guy mm. came out on DVD and like revived that series. Dave, the Chappelle show, like so many things came out, and people would pass them along, pass them around, and stuff. And that was that was the. Good
0: we're getting show. a little. We're getting a little <laughs> too nostalgic here, Steve. We're gonna rein it in for yeah. the last bit of news today. Love it, love it. <laughs> Golftopia. I don't know if either of you guys have seen this from British Columbia-based two-man indie studio MinMax Games. Uh, They are famous for their platforming action games Space Pirates and Zombies, SPAZ, and Space Pirates and Zombies 2, SPAZ 2, as you do. uh, Released in 2011 and 2017 consecutively, they added VR support to the sequel. Um, Both have very positive views on Steam. Their latest game, A Big Departure, Golftopia. Design, build, and manage your own futuristic golf course. Keep 200 persistent visitors fed, hydrated, and happy and defend your creation from a growing infestation of weeds and robotic workers and defensive turrets. Uh, it's it's weird. Uh, you can watch the little trailer here. It's kind of like the free roam. It's not grid-based like maybe early Roller Coaster Tycoon or Zoo Tycoon. It's more like drag, kind of like modern like Planet Coaster or uh, Planet Zoo where you sort of like drag and like... Terrain will go up or down, and, or you can add, like, water that way. Um, and then once you start bringing people into the park, they're playing the green. you got to, like, make sure the weeds don't take over. And there's even, like, some, like, tower defense stuff. It's whack. And it's just coming out early access on Steam for 23 Canadian dollars. What do you think looking at this trailer? This looks amazing.
1: But, like, if you had told me earlier there was a terrain building, uh, park managing cross with tower defense, um, I'd be kind of like, what, what? And it's a golf game. <laughs> but this... This whole, looks like it holds up and works. Uh, do you actually get to, like, play golf on some of the courses? I love the course builder. That looks really awesome.
0: I'm not sure, actually. Um, what is
2: the tower defense part of it? Like, who's attacking this golf course? Is that Robots, like, Steve. Robots?
0: It's robots. <laughs> it
2: seems like it's, just, it's crazy. All right. I, I'm watching the trailer now. Now I see it a little bit more,
1: so...
0: But you right, don't defend your golf
1: course with rope from robots? Uh, <laughs> I don't
0: think so. I like how they, they like hover. It's like a futuristic style. Yeah. There's there like, some like, uh, they're hover carting around, not like go, go, golf carting. Yeah.
2: yeah. It, I like the bouncy pads too. It's good shit.
0: Yeah. Excellent. They also have a roadmap up on their steam page, not roadmap, but they like answer those, uh, those steam early access questions. Uh, they're thinking about a year in early access. Uh, and they of course have a discord set up for feedback and, uh, yeah, check that out. Minmax Games in BC, Golftopia on Steam. That's it for the news this week. Thank you so much for giving me your thoughts on that. Now we're gonna move on to if news is the prime rib, what's like the second best cut of meat? I don't know my meat very well.
1: Tenderloin.
0: Tenderloin. Oh, Let's go, go yeah. with tenderloin. <laughs> it's better it's the than tender 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 of the name. Show. I have
2: no
1: idea.
0: I would go by price probably. I don't know what's most expensive. Um, wish list this. If you don't know Andrew, every week we highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games that everyone on the show has to add to their Steam wishlist right now, as we are all beholden to Gabe Newell and the mighty Steam algorithm. The more wishlists a game is on, the higher it shows up in people's feeds. So, of course, we want to help out some Canadian developers. Curve Space on the show. Ooh, I can find the exact date we did Curve Space because I I keep them all at the bottom. It was June, Uh, earlier this year. We plugged that. Uh, I don't know if uh, did you notice any <laughs> Steam wish lists on June seventeenth,
1: twenty twenty. I would have to go back and and look. We've been uh, uh, slowly accruing them. Um, from a developer perspective, yes, wish lists, please, wish lists. That the algorithm, uh, the the mm-hmm. biggest challenge in this whole thing is that damn algorithm.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and we just learned today that the early access reviews don't get counted after the game comes out. Potentially,
1: yeah. That uh, that seems extra unfair. <laughs>
0: uh, so, give those games a fresh review after you've played them in early access. It helps out. And give these games a wish list starting with a game just announced this week, Raptor Boyfriend, a high school romance by Rocket Adrift Games in Toronto, releasing later this year. Quote: I got I do a, I do a movie theater trailer voice, Andrew. So don't don't worry. This isn't it's still me. <laughs> But I'm putting on a voice now. <clears throat> Raptor Boyfriend, a high school romance, is a dating sim about socially anxious teenage girl looking for romance with a conflicted, magical fairy, sensitive loner Sasquatch, and a bold, unpredictable Velociraptor. A teen drama about fear and change and finding hope in each other. Uh, so this is getting a lot of, lot of love from the Canadian game dev scene, Kifox. Um, I think Vertex Pop and a couple other studios liking, retweeting. Uh, this is Rocket Adrift's first game. Coming out this year, and it's kind of whack. These these potential dates range from a Sasquatch to a Velociraptor. So I'm I'm hoping there's a, there's a tinge of humor, as the best dating Sims always have. Here what I thought think? it was Looking deadly serious
1: page. with that cast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what do you think uh, of the Steve Page? Steve, tell me tell me first impressions.
2: Um, <laughs> I feel like. Wh- wasn't there another game that's like the dinosaur school thing during that PS five? Yes.
0: Yeah, so that, that was goodbye volcano high yeah. uh, being developed by co-op mode in Montreal, but that was more of a, um, I think all furry cast mm-hmm. and, uh, a slightly different art style where well, this feels more like it's, black bar 2d point and click style. It has the,
2: it, yeah. It has like the Bojack horseman stuff too, where it's like, there's actually real humans here, but also like a Raptor. Yeah. That's a
0: good, good comparison. <laughs>
2: Um, but I'm down with them. I uh, I like the features at the bottom too, where it's like features: phone calls, sleepovers, makeout sessions, chill moments, collectibles, bonus scenes, etc., etc., etc. Controller support. A really deep moment where you stargaze and talk your feelings and stuff.
0: <laughs> that's th- there's a moment like that in Night in the Woods that really got to me. I wonder if that's a reference to that, or maybe that's just me connecting every game I play to a Night in the Woods because I love that game. <laughs> As a developer, that one seems a lot harder than controller support. Uh. <laughs> uh, Andrew, looking at this Steam page, what what vibes are you getting? So I'm not
1: necessarily sure on the uh, target audience, but this is a really <laughs> well set up. Like this looks good. It has a great quirky sense of humor. It's got good art. Um, it, it it's intriguing. Like that. Wait, what? There's a raptor, and then it's like, okay, I I can see this definitely like. High school Bojack Horseman vibes. Uh, the, uh, the high school romance one, there's, uh, there's no trauma there that uh, might uh, <laughs> uh, make one want to relive that. No, but it's, this looks great. Um, yeah, really well done.
0: So, I have to ask, Steve, Andrew, is Raptor Boyfriend on your wish list? I
1: just it is it. now. Go Canadian Excellent. Developers.
0: Go Canadian Developers. Next game, today, I want to highlight for you Nightmare Reaper. By blazing bit games in Quebec, uh, it's coming out in early access until this year. Looking at their roadmap, um, it says within oh, a year, yeah. and it came out last June. So, I'm not sure. I checked their uh, their press kit; no update yet. Um, but <clears throat> explore the cursed depths of this nightmare while finding powerful weapons and improving your abilities in this retro first-person shooter that breaches the wall between classics. And modern sensibilities. Uh, I love the I love the, the key art for this game right above the description. It's giving me like I don't know like Jesus painting vibes. You know what I mean? Where you see like regal <laughs> regal paintings of Jesus, but he's got guns.
1: I I can um, see it now. I I wouldn't have gone there, but I can entirely see it.
0: Um, and they do have gifts in the Steam page, as every as every game should. Um, it looks crazy. Like there, it, it looks like a, a a seizure waiting to happen. Definitely need a warning ahead of this one. Uh, do you guys have any affinity for for those those first person kind of like Doom or Wolfenstein shooters?
2: Yeah, like Doom, Wolfenstein, Duke Nukem three D, which is you know was like an amazing game for like an eight year old boy to play back in the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> love this, love that. I yeah, I actually remember writing about this game because I think the developer is like a former Ubisoft person who. Uh, you know, escaped Ubisoft and, and kind of mm-hmm. did this. And I think there's like three episodes that they're planning. And I I think I wrote about it. Like I think one of the first times I wrote about it, it was just the first episode was out. And mm-hmm. uh, it's actually still on my wish list from back in the day. So
0: okay, but we can get it potentially on Andrew's wish list go, here. Yeah. What do you think about this? <laughs> uh, what do you think about the Steam page, Andrew?
1: Well, it's definitely on the wish list, so that's uh, really cool. Um, I'm a little confused looking at what this is. Uh, seizure waiting to happen is uh, is a great description. Um, It's not like just a modern remake of like uh, uh, Wolfenstein or something like that. It's a, like all of a sudden you have kind of pixel art, Doom-esque mayhem and then what looks like the map navigation screen for Mario and I'm like, wait what? (laughs) It's like a GBA (laughs) that you pop up. (laughs) Yeah, so there's there's some interesting things. Uh, The Trailer does it a lot more for me than the uh, the screenshots because the screenshots feel very chaotic and noisy. Where when you look at the trailer, there's a lot of good, satisfying hit timing. Like it, it feels pretty tight for all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm curious to to give it a shot. Did you uh, did you play like Doom and Duke Nukem and stuff back in the day or? Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, not uh, not as much as my friends with all the cool gaming computer hardware. Um, we had a Apple two GS for forever, but uh, certainly all the bootlegged uh, Doom on the school computers and all of that. I remember fondly. <laughs> oh man,
2: yeah, I remember. I remember us loading Doom onto like school computers, and and I remember we tried to get Duke Nukem 3D on on school computers to play like multiplayer, and we never we could never figure it out. Too young to really figure out, really.
1: Yeah, early Quake. Loved loved the early Quake. Um,
0: have you seen the ray traced Quake? No, oh no! You know what? I have seen that. It looks so weird. It
1: it is like the greatest thing ever, except they screwed up. What like you can't have Quake without like the blood red metal sky. They just have like nice happy HDR sky sphere. It's just like no. But I, I I'm excited to actually see some of like these classic graphics mixed with some of that crazy technology. Um, mm. Like uh, it, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, Nightmare Reaper. This looks insane in a good way. I'm curious. <laughs>
0: That is, a, that is a trend I'm noticing where it's, like, combining classic styles with some modern sensibilities. And they even say that in the description. But we played a game called Boreal Tales earlier this year. That was kind of a mix of, like, PS1, fixed camera, like, horror adventure games like Resident Evil. But with some, like, modern audio and, like, uh, you pick up tapes that have, like, like flawless audio playing. So it's kind of that weird mix of, like, something that wouldn't exist in that original style. Um it was really interesting and and I think this is kinda doing that for Doom, what Boreal Tales did for like Resident Evil.
1: I, I saw one on Twitter here and I can't remember the name, um, but I, I did make a point to look it up, and it's like Game Boy Colors, but then they broke the palette and it's like, ah, but the treasure chests have blue in them and this thing Ooh. has like a little bit of red in it. It's like this 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 hurts my brain and I love it. So it's kinda cool to see taking some of these classic things, but then subverting it a little bit or twisting it around a little bit. It's uh, it's kind of nifty.
0: Excellent. Kind of nifty. Andrew.com. Check it out. <laughs> uh, Nightmare reefer. Last game this week for wish list. This, I want to plug a night in Berlin, which is being published by bad smile media and BC. It's releasing this year. Quote, <clears throat> a night in Berlin is a narrative driven third person shooter featuring brutal fast paced gameplay in a dark, Atmospheric world. Uh, so, this game came up on my feed. I think this is one of the first releases from Batsmile Media. They don't have a lot of followers on Twitter yet, and their account was created very recently, but this trailer really slaps. I vibe with it a lot. And I think this, oh man, speaking of other styles, I think this has like, like early Deus Ex almost styles, but with like more modern animations. You can see from like the first trail on the Steam page that the movements are very well rigged and feel modern but the models look like like PS1 or early PC third person shooters you know kind of like like Deus Ex or like uh oh, what was the one with bullet time the first like uh Max Payne yeah Max, Max Payne. Payne yeah you guys picking up what I'm putting down
1: yeah it it reminds me a lot of that it, it, it's not quite N64 it's not quite PS1 um mm-hmm. yeah it's it's kind of an interesting mix of that like definitely i was going to say this reminds me a lot of uh uh deus ex or maybe even like without some of that n64 looks which is a bit hard to describe but the um perfect dark feel is kind of some of Mm. that uh but uh yeah it it, it's interesting i'm uh I, i i'm kind of intrigued i almost would want to see the graphics lean more into it like lean a little more the like zealot where they actually have the uh, that imprecise triangle texture distortion thing going on due to uh, uh, like the PS1 style graphics or something like that. Cause like when I look at this first thing, it's kind of like, what the heck their lighting model sucks. And then you start looking at the trailer <laughs> and it's like, no, no, this is, this is a purposeful aesthetic and uh, they're true to it, which is pretty cool.
0: It's a weird style too, where a lot of the, the paintings and the walls and the, uh, the um, like hallways you're running down, are, look like just like blown up JPEGs. <laughs> Uh, which I think is kind of kind of fun. Steve, what do you think? Is that the CN Tower in one of the... Oh, where? The Space Needle? Like, the this third screenshot, he's, like, on the ledge. It, it kind of looks like the CN Tower.
2: Oh, yeah. But, like, aren't you supposed to be in Berlin?
0: Yeah. Oh, so that's probably a thing from Berlin. You know what? Duh. Thanks, Steve. Uh, what do you think <laughs> of this scene <Steam> page?
2: scene <laughs> uh, page is good. I, yeah, I agree with, like, the graphic style where it's, like, it seems to be... a better than 64 but still like kind of has that it's obviously like from that era or whatever um mm-hmm. it's giving me vibe i don't know if you guys ever played it but there was a mission impossible game on nintendo 64 which was actually like incredible yeah. it was such a good game like considering what it was like a movie tie-in game on the nintendo 64 but it's kind of giving me that which had a little bit of spy stuff to it not so much as like shooting but yeah you got the max pain stuff mm-hmm. i I'm digging this it's got a it's got a blend of quite a few things I see um okay wait no I was just confused because it says pve so I was like is there <clears throat> is it like a multiplayer thing but does I guess this just means like player versus environment like it is just a single player third person shooter basically and
1: I, uh, like... I
0: have to ask oh go ahead sorry Andrew uh Steve yeah is a night in Berlin on your steam wish list
1: that is Yes, it, it is now, Excellent. and uh, I'm. I, I think I put my finger on why it doesn't feel like the N64 because the N64 is all vertex lit, and like it had a lot of emphasis on baked lighting. Like Goldeneye had amazing lighting and whatnot, but this looks like it's all like not bounced, but like a light map. Like you you end up having like here's a point light and it's bright in the center of the hallway and then it kind of falls off. Where if it was mm. N64, you'd have all these sharp angles, which often look janky but you get some great moments in uh, Goldeneye. Mm. So I think that's that's the big it's like N64 but with light maps which is throwing me off. Um, the gameplay mm. trailer looks looks neat. Uh, that's uh yeah. Do we do we mention this or did I space out cuz it says free to play
2: at the bottom like the entire game. Yeah, I just free just
0: noticed that. Yeah. So I wonder how they're going to monetize this.
2: Um I don't, I don't know cuz if it's just like a like I guess we'll have to wait until. Well, it is August right now. I guess we'll have to wait a couple weeks just to find out, but. That's interesting. Huh.
1: You don't really see a lot of the PvE as. uh, Like, free to play. That's that's kind of an odd. The entire game, absolutely free forever. I think this is, like, legitimately free to play. Hmm. As opposed to, like. It's free to play, but then we're going to try and sell you coins. And you don't want just coins. You want gems. And <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Are they... well, we'll definitely
0: have to keep an eye on that and see when it comes out how they monetize it, yeah. if they do.
2: Well, since we all add to the wish list, we'll get an email when it comes out, right? We will.
0: Mm-hmm. We will indeed. <laughs> That's it for wish list this. If you want us to cover your game on the show, if it's developed in Canada or by Canadians or any mix, well, at least like a Canadian on the team, we'll probably plug it, send your game to contact at Canadian devs.com or join our discord tweet us, facebook us, just get your game to us we'll DM, talk about it. DM, DM Steven on Instagram. Make a tiktok post it, send it to me uh, I will check it out.
2: Make a youtube video, like an hour long youtube video and then like somewhere randomly in that youtube
1: video just mention your game real quick and then send that to mm-hmm.
0: yeah I'll, I'll watch the whole thing, <laughs> no shame uh, Oh,
1: <laughs> what if you find yourself on a podcast are you allowed to plug and ask and say hey come wishlist curve space on steam of
0: go course. wishlist Curves face on Steve please help out some Canadian talent Um, and we'll be uh, of course putting up our our full interview with Andrew later in the week where if you were at interested at all from that elevator pitch and want to learn more about the game and the team behind it you should be checking out that interview in your feeds let's close out the show uh, by talking about what we've been playing Uh, this week on the channel uh, we streamed Cuphead on PS4 it's beautiful it's hard i played with my girlfriend and we did the co-op mode it's a lot of fun in co-op because you can bring each other back kind of like a, a weird comparison but you like you know when you play halo in co-op like if one of you stays alive you can bring the other one back it's got kind of that where you do have to like parry their ghost but you can keep each other alive past like your last life for a while um which makes it a much more enjoyable experience in co-op i think is the best way to play it um It's great. It's still great. It runs great. It's still on PS4. And there's been a lot of changes since I played it at launch in 2017. I played it on Xbox, but a lot of, like, quality of life changes. Like, I noticed at the beginning you get one of the new upgrades right away. Um, And uh, I think there have been a lot of tweaks to the difficulty. Um, It's been one of the most contentious patch notes of this game every time there's an update. And I think they've they've definitely tuned it after millions of people are playing it and essentially playtesting it. After it's out, that they've uh, really honed it to what it is now on the PS4. Steve, have you been able to play any Cuphead on PS4 yet?
2: Yeah, I, I beat the first uh, like area or whatever uh-huh. Um Inkwell Isle one. Yeah, and that's as far as actually as I got on the Xbox. And mm-hmm. I remember like <clears throat> the game. Yeah, like I like you said, the game is great. It's super fun. I played solo, and it's still it's still really fun. But the I really just don't. Jive with the platforming levels, like at all. Like I, mm. I kind of wish they just went the full, like just boss rush mode and just did all bosses. Like I would take, you know, obviously it's not an equal comparison, but I would take like instead of the two levels, two platforming levels, I would take one extra boss. Like any day of the week, I just don't. I'm just like oh, I don't want to do these, mm-hmm. like, these platforming things. They're just not. It's just not as fun, and it's like it's kind of a weird game. To have a platformer because it's not very platformy like it, it is just more like a, a tw- like a, a shooter like a, a like a twitch shooter mm-hmm. and so the platform doesn't like jive well with me but it's still great like i you know i i beat the the first couple like first couple bosses didn't have that hard of a time but i remember just kind of playing them from xbox but then the second like the second land or whatever just game my ass handed to me and just kind of like from before it's just like all right i'll play this and then like 20 minutes later i'm like all right well i'm tired of dying so many (laughs) so many times and then i just like put it down and then i pick it up and do the same thing like a couple hours later so
0: this is one of those games for me where like I would be stuck on a boss, play it for like two hours, like ugh, put it down, and then the next time I picked it up, just beat it first try. And yeah. you're like, what what happened in my brain to just make it work?
2: Yeah, and the so the platinum is apparently like impossible because I think you gotta like beat the last boss without being hit or something like that. So.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs>
2: Forget that, Andrew. I, I don't know if you know that, but I'm a big platinum or a big trophy guy, big achievement guy. So I always uh, throw that in there.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> an art to good good achievement design.
1: I would actually love your guys' feedback on the uh, Curve Space achievements. That was the big thing we added here this last week. And I think Ooh. for the most part, they're fairly doable, but uh, we did have to include a couple insane ones for, well, the people who like try and break the game by playing it too hard and too long and happy to talk mm. about that later. But, uh, yeah, Cuphead. Cuphead's a weird one for me because when I first played it, it was like, I'm so happy this exists and I'm so happy to pay for it. And this is kind of a miserable experience, just difficulty wise. <laughs> and uh, I put it down and I have no desire at all to pick it up. But I I also am happy to have spent like $17 supporting this and I'm happy that it exists.
0: <laughs> it's brutal. It's it's so hard. And like I, oh, man.
1: I wouldn't have thought that was the selling thing when you first see it. Like I was like, oh yeah, it'll be some sort of action platformery. So it's like, no, no, this is brutally hard. And okay, mm-hmm um but then uh yeah it, it it's interesting the other game that i played actually fairly recently so i guess if i'm gonna jump in and hijack your what we've been playing list uh that's uh i'm a little out of date oh, playing oh. it but like wow so i i finally finished that on uh, uh nintendo switch and i learned just after finishing it that there are difficulty adjustments and hmm. i was like hair away from rage quitting that and it, like I knew what I had to do but the joy cons wouldn't let me like I think honestly mm. if it was an Xbox controller I'd be okay I uh, mm-hmm. should have played on like a pro controller and like but that is absolutely perfectly in line with the game's theme and the metaphor and the design and so the fact that mm-hmm. I like overcame the game on that difficulty and those controllers wow I've never been more proud to beat a game in my life so that was that was cool
0: it's a good one Steve Steve's not as hot on it as as you or I, I think, but uh, he's also given Celeste a go.
2: I yeah, I, I beat it legit, but I then I turned on like the whatever the assist mode to just get the platinum because there was no way I was going to get that platinum like
1: legit. Um, yeah, I even gave weird... up on strawberries half the way through. It's not like no, no, I just I need to beat this level. I don't care oh, about these bonuses.
2: Yeah, me too. Like, I would be trying to get the strawberries, and then, like, eventually around World 3 or 4, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck that strawberry. I don't need
0: that. <laughs> I don't need that shit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird that you mention Celeste straight after Cuphead, uh, Andrew, because I actually met uh, Chad and Maja M- 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 Moldenhauer at EGLX, I think, in 2018. And I had just beaten Celeste, and I was super high on it. And I was, like, really impressed with its assist mode and its way to let some of my friends who weren't going to pick up Celeste until they heard about the mode, and then they did and were able to tweak their experience in a way that they could play it because of the intense difficulty yeah. on the, the normal mode. And I asked them at EGLX, I said, why, why didn't you think about putting an assist mode kind of like this into Cuphead? Because the Celeste devs were very open that like these sliders and tweaks just took them like a couple days to essentially figure out and put into the game. And they've heard from so many people that it was a way to open up the experience to them. And I was so disappointed with his response because he said, well, I look at designing the game design in Cuphead like I'm a director, and if I'm directing a a horror movie, why would I give the audience an option to watch it as a comedy? And, like, that doesn't make any sense to me because the experience of Celeste and Cuphead would be the same if you made, like, I don't know, if you gave your character more hearts. So, like, they're experiencing the same animations. They're seeing... the the same levels everyone else is seeing, but they can actually beat it because it's more accessible to them.
1: Yeah, like, I I experienced, what, 10% of Cuphead and then whatever I've watched passively, but, like, watching, like, a Let's Play in the background while something, like, that's that's not the same. Like, I, I specifically lost out on a large part of that experience because it was miserably tough and like i i feel Mm -hmm. i I play a lot of games i feel it was too tough like i could have gotten into it but it's a time commitment thing i don't have that many hours in the day to master this uh i'm sorry like i'm i I support everything that they're doing in terms of the animation and making something that like just resonates but yeah i i am i'm disappointed at the difficulty i don't mind that the game itself is hard but like Mm -hmm. yeah it's sad that they don't have like a training wheel one um one of the interesting lessons I learned actually with uh, uh, CurveSpace, like I, options menu, let's just add an options menu because all games have that and you need that. And uh, started looking and what should we put in there? And like, let's just add a mouse slider, like a, a mouse controller sensitivity slider. And mm-hmm. me, the person, is like, whatever, I do not care about this because it's been optimized to my sweet spot, right? So it's like, clearly, it's the best that it'll ever need to be. Aiming is as tight as it's ever... Like, this. it doesn't need anything else. But fine, I'll, I'll add that, that slider. And uh, mm-hmm. every single streamer I've put... Now, streamers are kind of an interesting breed, but like these semi-pro gamer streamers who understand their thing and all that, first thing they do... Move around. It's like okay, see how this works. Option menu, slider, adjust. Go back. Options menu. Yeah, adjust. Click, click, click. Perfect. Wow, your controls are really tight. <laughs> and if I didn't have that slider, it would have been a completely different experience. And like, mm-hmm. is is, I, I don't really feel like the assist mode is is doing that. Like, it's not like it's a putting you for like some sort of leaderboard or thing. Like, it's a like my uh, my wife Jennifer. She'd not be able to play to beat uh, Celeste on normal difficulty on those joy cons in a normal amount of time. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's not a worthwhile exercise, but the story and the metaphor and like the, you, you need to see this just for how this, like this is game design and story all inter, like interwound. Yeah. You can only do that because of the assist mode and like, I, th- I think that's great, and it's disappointing when you have games that are like, no, we're just going to go totally difficult and, uh, I don't know, blame Dark Souls for inspiring it. but eh.
0: <laughs> I blame Dark Souls for everything. Every day I wake up, if I stub my toe, it was Dark Souls. <laughs> you died. <laughs> you died. Thank you, Dark Souls. Um, we also streamed Panzer Paladin on Steam this week. Holy cow, Steve, Panzer Paladin is... Astounding! Yeah. I was so impressed with this game. Oh, it's
2: awesome! It's so... Good. Oh my
0: goodness! It's from Montreal-based uh, indie game studio Tribute Games, of course. Famous, the the studio name says it all for making games that are tributes to the classic games of gaming history. Panzer Paladin. Let me know if let me know if I'm on point here, Steve, because I think you have you have a closer tie to this. It's like the 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 Ducktales down attack like cane thing mm-hmm. with sort of, like, 2D Zelda, like, if you get hit, if, if you're not moving, your shield blocks oncoming attacks, and then you can, like, throw your sword, kind of like in Zelda.
2: Yeah, yeah. With... A
0: little bit of, like... I, I'm missing an inspiration here. You, you gotta break it down for me.
2: A little me. bit of like, Mega Man platforming as well, and, and, um... Because, like, the level selects as well, but then <clears throat> the game, like, because you can also then leave... your you plays like, in this mech thing, but then you can also leave the mech and then you have like a whip that like you can like swing from, and and, and
0: like a swing. tiny health bar that's separate from the mech's health bar. Yeah,
2: so and that's like a little bit of bionic commando, um, going on. So like all NES like classic games, like it's it's so hard as well. Like it's
0: it's brutal. It's brutal. People know. on stream. I don't know if people tuned in for that, but um, I was stuck on the, oh, I forget the the country. It was the one one country in Africa. I was stuck on that level. For like an hour, and I got, because there's checkpoints halfway through, I got to that halfway checkpoint, and I took like 30 minutes trying to like finish the rest of that level. It was brutal. It's got those cart you jump from, kind of like um, Donkey Kong Country, where like you're, you're jumping off the carts as they disappear, landing oh, on the new ones. And yeah, that yeah. chain of events was so hard for me to do, but felt really good once I got it.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I want to play more. I kind of want to just pick it up on Switch, to be honest, because like I, I'd much rather just play it on my Switch than on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's like it's a great like tr- like i know the company is called tribute games but it's like a great tribute to like these nes like classic platformers and stuff like it's it's awesome like i would highly recommend people pick it up Panzer
1: paladin it's it's dope like i just want to play more to be perfect <laughs> it, it looks Andrew, awesome any, uh, any thoughts I, looking at it 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 looks really right in that sort of classic mega man uh, like bold art um yeah, like it it tickles all the right nostalgia buttons. Looks like it is rather tight gameplay. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued. So yeah, the controls are really tight as well. Like it's it's awesome, and you get
2: like the different. I don't know if there's you get different weapons, but I don't know if there's really much difference in the weapons other than like the, the reach, the range. like the
0: hockey stick reaches farther than like the stabby dagger.
2: Yeah, but I don't know if there's like really damage because most enemies die within like one to two hits, so I don't know. There are those that.
0: enemies with the shield, though, and then there's, like, two planes you can attack on, kind of like Nidhog, where, like, if you crouch, you attack at the knees, and if you stand normally, you attack at the head, and they'll actually bring their shield up and down, <laughs> yeah, so it true. becomes, like, a little duel in some of these stages, so they're really cool.
2: Yeah, that's some. That, that, yeah, yeah, that's, like, a throwback to uh, Adventure of Link as well, so it's awesome. I, anyone who, kind of, like, cares about, like, these kind of tribute, like, classic NES 8-bit looking games, like, I would recommend adding this to your list at the very least so i think it's like 25 bucks on steam and, and switch around there
0: i think so yeah uh yeah, there's a little bit higher on switch of course because the switch tax yeah, you got to um, pay a little bit more on switch uh that's all i had a chance to play this week on on the stream but why don't you tell me what you've been playing steve and then we'll get to andrew if yep. you want to contribute any
2: yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cuphead, Panzer Paladin. I also been diving into Ghost of Tsushima. To be honest, I think I'm done with it. Like for now, like I, I'm getting kind of tired of these open world games that don't have a fun way to traverse the world. You know, mm. like I was playing Ghosts, and I'm on the one map or whatever, and I was like, all right, this is cool and and whatnot. And then I accidentally zoomed out. And noticed that it was like just one third of the much larger map, and ever since that moment, I was just like, "Oh, like I, <laughs> I don't care about this island, like <laughs>
1: like I, like, would, I just you, you, you want... Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, which is the polar opposite of like uh, Breath of the Wild for me. That was just a the best part of the game was just traversing and climbing and moving. And when you open it up, and it's like, "Wow, there's more! I want to go that way!" Like it was, it was a joy. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's fair to be, to be honest, like Breath of the Wild is like,
2: like I loved it, but I think it's like, I have a horse to just get around this island. Like that's all I have. And it's kind of like how Red Dead Redemption has the biggest, dumbest world ever. And all you have is a horse to get around. It's just like,
0: you take that back right now, Steve.
2: (laughs) Like, give me some more, like Spider-Man is a huge world, but super fun to explore. Like, you know, Grand Theft Auto's worlds are big, but it's super fun to explore. And I just, so I just think like. Assassin's Creed was too big and and stuff like sometimes the world doesn't match like how fun it is to explore and for Ghosts I'm just kind of like like I don't really just kind of like I'm very ho-hum on it like it's not I'm not jiving with it also like I was playing on easy and then I was basically just single-handedly winning the war and I went so I went back to normal Um, so it's just kind of I think I'm just going to like stop playing it for a little bit give it like a month Mm. I kind of want to go back to Last of Us to and, and platinum it um, or maybe final fantasy 7 and try to platinum that um, three really very different games steve i know i know but, <laughs> but i just like i'm i'm just not feeling ghosts uh and then i did play golf with friends but i played it incorrectly because i played it golf it's a uh, it's actually
0: golf with your friends they had to rebrand because oh, there was another <laughs> game that got litigious
2: thanks for typing it into the document that only you're welcome <laughs> so um, you,
0: you incorrectly played golf with your friends because you played it by yourself
2: by myself and I was like oh this is just mini play and I was like surely I'm missing something I know I am and there's <laughs> there's weird modes and stuff so I didn't play I didn't play enough of it I didn't write it off yet I just like I played like one match and I was like this is smooth but I'm like I'm clearly missing something because I'm not playing like like with the main word in the freaking game title like I'm not mm-hmm. doing it so I want I want to play more see
0: what we should play we will play and it's on Game Pass too, so uh, Yeah. We we'll get a couple of people together, we'll turn on ball collisions so you can knock each other off and we'll 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 have a good time with, with that. Don't worry, Steve. We'll get yeah. you the true intended golf with your friends experience. Yeah. I've been playing golf with your friends since my second year of university. My friend Sean, super hyped on the game. I was just sitting in the in a in our, our classrooms and he came in like Steven, get golf with your friends. I'm like, I don't really want to. And then he sat down behind me, pulled out his laptop, and then gifted the game to me on Steam. And I was like Okay, Sean, we'll play golf with your friends. And we played, like, all night. It was great. I thought it was a new game. It just left Early Access, but it had been on Early Access since, like, 2016 on oh, Steam.
2: Yeah, my friend was telling me to, like, pick it up on Switch and stuff, and I'm just like, yeah.
0: I don't think there's cross-play, which is a bummer. I think uh, between Windows and Xbox there is, but all the other platforms are siphoned off. Or, not siph- sectioned off. Yeah, I'm wondering...
2: Yeah, the trophies are... Oh, actually, there's more. There seem to be more trophies than achievements, but anyways it's uh i i know when i was playing it i was like i'm playing i'm obviously playing this game incorrectly mm-hmm. um so I'm, I'm willing to give it another chance
0: andrew please have you been playing any games lately you'd like to share with us
1: sadly nothing overly current uh just kind of going back to some of the old standbys uh just finishing celeste here recently is kind of the big one and rather proud mm. of that achievement otherwise in between times um i love uh steradin i'm not sure if that's the way you pronounce it but oh my god i love that game for just kind of a quick pickup play do a, a run so highly recommend that um and then uh exercise lately has been going out and getting photons from the day star or beat saber because beat saber oh, is good, awesome
0: good picks
1: and uh so it's like like not really like sitting down and like I should play that new thing but more the it's like yeah I need to move and loosen up so let's uh let's do more beat saber.
0: Beat saber is a great aerobic exercise I found.
1: It, it is. It's uh yeah. <laughs> did Excellent. you uh Steven did you still play in knockout league
2: or are you done with it?
0: I I need to figure out my my PSVR situation because it might just be the heat in my apartment. But anytime I do any moving with the VR headset, my glasses fog up instantly, which mm. is a very new phenomenon. Because in my last place, which had AC, I could play anything, and it was pretty clear with my glasses. So some- something's going on. I haven't played since. I got a little frustrated with my VR and like. Are you uh, are
1: you a big blind idiot and you can't see without your glasses?
0: I can still see. It's just I prefer to have them on. That's fair. Um, I, I've
1: been debating getting those custom prescription lenses for uh, uh, Oculus Rift. I think that would be that'd be a fun birthday gift um, or something like that. Because like the glasses, they work. The optically, they're necessary. But yeah, they fog up, and it's just it's a pain. Especially if VR is going to be like I need to feel like uh, John Wick and just super hot and just get amazing, or mm. I need to do like full on moving exercise like a uh, Beat Saber. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, excellent all right so that's what we've been playing and that's it for episode 153 of the canadian game podcast thank you so much for listening if you want us to help keep the site running covering the canadian game dev scene you can join our amazing patrons over at patreon.com canadian game devs as we mentioned before backing us there gets you special two-day early access to the show a patreon exclusive channel on our discord uh, game key giveaways game event discount codes and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on, covering the community and the scene, and you also get your name at the end of the credits, like these lovely folks. Uh, if you back us at higher than a dollar a month, we'll throw your name here alongside Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shep, <laughs> sorry Jeffrey, Jeff Shepstone, uh, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nicholas Azarko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelots underscore Alex. Check out the jobs on our site. Slaughter Necco and Stacy H. Uh, If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We'd love to take your feedback. And if you're not on Apple Podcasts, you can send any feedback you have our way at contact at com. And thank you, Andrew, for joining us for all the news and events and talk this week. Where can people find you online? And is there anything you'd like to plug for the listeners at the end here?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Great podcast. And it's a a real joy to see a spotlight on Canadian game development. Uh, You can look up uh, ours at curvedspacegame.com it's got links to steam got has links uh, information uh, you can also find us on uh, the xbox live we have a demo out there and curved space on steam but uh yeah check us out try the demo uh there's a link to the discord right there on the website would love to hear what you think and uh, really appreciate those wish lists
0: excellent and we will be sure to plug it on the posts when we put up this episode and the interview we'll be doing right after this but you should stay tuned for the interview later this week if you're listening to this in the day it publishes or if you're listening to this far in the future hopefully everything's still chill but you can uh, yeah the <laughs> the interview will be in the feed somewhere just search uh, only by midnight kinggames.com it'll be there uh, the world
2: just hasn't ended by the time you get if to the this.
0: entire major league baseball uh, has caught covid and are all quarantined <laughs> Oh
2: god! Yeah. I I kind of called, or I didn't. Call, I just said that they shouldn't. You
0: said clean. it was too early, yeah. and it was.
2: <laughs> well, because baseball is like the worst sport, because like it, it, it's the, it's the biggest. Like you can't like basketball. You can have like five basketball area like, uh, courts in like a pretty small area, but mm-hmm. you can't really do that with baseball. They also play every single day, so they're flying around all over the place. A bunch of freaking like. Infected like idiots just like touching each other and stuff, it's uh, so annoying. I'll be really interested to see what football does because football is like the worst, like money hungry league to ever exist, ever. And uh, mm-hmm. and also not to like stereotype, but their fans are probably the type of people who don't really care about being cautious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll be really interested to see what the NFL does,
0: yeah. I yeah. I don't know. Am if I'm really
2: interested, I mean I wanna not be anywhere near an NFL stadium, which is kinda easy to do so in, in Canada anyway. So
0: Oh there, there won't be a crowd at a sporting event until like there's a vaccine. Like that's just something we gotta deal with.
1: Yep. Yeah. Hey, it's, esports uh, are, are doing pretty good, so that's exciting and
0: uh, Esports are uh, doing very good.
1: I'll I'll take that. Uh, not much for the classic sports balls, so there we go. But yeah, <laughs> don't don't give this year any ideas. I just I I just want this year to get through it recover all these things let's let's go back to something normal um
0: uh. all right steve where can people find you online you're at Stephen l crane on twitter
2: and on instagram i think it was eight sometimes and on tiktok although i haven't done a tiktok yet
0: no you um, haven't and i've been waiting every day no, i refresh my tiktok and i'm like damn it steve still hasn't posted
2: i've just <laughs> i've just been lurking you know what's funny is like all the stuff about tiktok like being uh getting banned Game bans Chinese, Chinese spyware. spyware. Stuff. I'm like, I'm like, guys, like, it's your phone. It's not TikTok. It's just your phone <laughs> in general. It's Facebook. It's Instagram. It's Telus or whoever your provider is. Like,
0: oh, I am sure the Canadian government and have taken a gander at my phone. Like, at this point. Oh yeah, the amount of Justin Trudeau memes I've posted—they have to have (laughs) taken a peek. (laughs) You're on. You're on the list. (laughs) I'm on the list. The only reason people are gonna get upset about TikTok is because the the Communist Party, and that that's easy to, to demonize.
2: Yeah, I mean, some of us have been on Facebook for over a decade. Like, it's just like, don't worry about TikTok. They'll, they're <laughs> going they to find out that you like a certain, like, fucking product and just sell it to you in the next ad that you see. Don't <laughs> worry about them. Instagram uh, does that shit already. Anyways, the point is, Stephen L. Crane, but I really want you to go to com, even though I might have just made fun of you for the TikTok thing. But.
0: And on Twitter, <laughs> at CanadaGameDevs. We couldn't fit the whole thing because there's a 15 character limit. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you can check me out at Stephen Riley on everything. And please join our Discord. We have all the community of fans and developers. We have several new uh, people every day joining. We've had a couple new channels. We have a Looking to Collab uh, channel that's getting a lot of action, people partnering up, finding artists, programmers, designers who are interested in working on little projects. So if that sounds interesting to you, go check that out. We also have a, a Hop in Game Dev general channel where people are posting their work, getting feedback, and yeah, and uh, and uh, asking and questions channel. about the industry. And we have a what, Steve?
2: And a memes channel. If you
0: I, I added the memes channel, and every morning it's a nice little gander through everyone's memes. I enjoy it. Thank you Good. to the main posters, Cloud, and uh, and I'm, uh, I, I see your memes. I react <laughs> to some of them. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's it for this episode. We'll be in your feed later this week with an interview. Uh, but until then, keep it real. Bye, everyone. Bye.
2: I wanted we were babysitting her, and I wanted to watch like fucking the first playoff game or second playoff game, <coughs> and she wouldn't have any of that. <laughs> she wanted oh, no. to just watch Pop Troll. Which did
0: you pull it up on your phone, or did you just take the L that night.
2: I just took the L.
0: Oh and, no, uh, <laughs> that's a lot then, of power you've given your. That's some precedent setting power you've given. I know. I
2: was just like, do you want to watch baseball? And she was like, no. <laughs>